Hello, and welcome to the Mile High Church Podcast. Join us and some very special guests as we dive in together, open our hearts, and get real to discuss what we've been thinking about. Well, hey, this is Barry, and it's great to be back with you. We're going to talk a little bit about parenting today, and I brought in some friends of mine. we got April, who's the head of our preschool, and um, good to see you. Hi. And we got Stacy, who's the head of our Sunday morning youth ministry and all of our youth activities, too. So good to see you, Stacy. Hi, Barry. You know, I do a lot of parenting workshops. I work with a lot of parents. And one of the things I think that's, uh, it seems like it's a paradox to be talking about self-care and taking care of yourself and putting yourself first in a healthy way as a parent when you've got children. How do you, how do you deal with that paradox of uh, taking good care of yourself when you've got, when you've got a child that you're taking care of, too? Well, first recognizing that it is a paradox, you know, when we first take a small baby home, um, they don't sleep and we don't sleep either and the care is constant and we even have biological um, hormones that are allowing us to stay up and not sleep and not give that self-care. But really it's that um, the self-care is different when you're a parent. So if we're looking for resources on how, on how to take on self-care, outside of being a parent, they are, they're very, very different because we are programmed as parents and caregivers to um, seemingly put ourselves first. But it's actually more about equity, um, realizing who needs what, when, and that there isn't an importance that it's all a need and that we're working on them together. Um, but without recognizing there's a, there's a paradox, we can't get through it um, because there's always a friction because that's how it works to be a parent, <laughs> right? Sure, we're trained. Yeah. We're trained from birth to mm-hmm. be putting others ahead of ourselves because it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With little kids, right, there's this obvious need. You need to get up and feed them. You need to get up and take care of them. Even April and I are also both parents of teens and spend time with teenagers, and it's a different kind of sleep effect (laughs) or you're wondering about you know how they're doing and where they are and what's going on and you know it it, those patterns get established in different ways through every phase of parenting absolutely absolutely yeah you're you're uh letting go and expanding the amount of control that your kids have but that doesn't mean that you're still not connected in relationship with them so yeah i think that's um yeah, so you give up like 18 years of sleep for every uh, kid that you have, and it's, that's just part of the deal, right? It, it, it is very much a part of the deal, and that's why we have to look at self-care differently from a different lens when we're talking about caregiving, because it is from a very different lens, and we can still take care of ourselves um, in the moment, outside of the moment, through planning and through honesty and vulnerability. And that's what it really means um, to provide ourselves with self-care as a caregiver. Yeah. All right, cool. But what do you think are some ways that parents can take better care of themselves? For me, it's sleep. So okay. if I have to let go of other things in order to get enough sleep, if I have to develop a some practices around sleep, but protecting my sleep was one of my best self-care moves and continues to be one of my best self-care moves. Okay. You've got a toddler at home, April. How do you take care of yourself? I do. Um, Well, I think it's really important to plan self-care, you know, where it's just me and it's not my kiddo. But I also um, really focus on practicing self-care when I'm with 
my toddler or with my teenager. Um, and again, that looks like authenticity and, and really being honest about how I feel and where I am so that they can understand and also so that I can really truly play. Um, and, and that act of being truthful and honest allows me um, in some moments the greatest self-care possible, way over a bubble bath or extra sleep, um, just being fully present and fully who I am. Um, there's an there's a self care that happens that's beyond any kind of planning, but yeah. it takes more practice. I think. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think so too. I, you know, I got a uh, a granddaughter now, who's 16 months old. So it's been really good for me to get back into it. And one of the things I love the most is just uh, getting down on the floor and just hanging out and playing and uh, reading the same book over and over again and playing music for her and stuff. And it it does really bring me into the present moment and. Uh, gives me an opportunity to let go of all the other stuff that I have to do and just do that is is really good. And the thing that I found being around her parents too, her parents really have a a pretty uh, a pretty fixed schedule for when she eats and when she sleeps and it's just helping her so much. She's in such a good mood and when it's time for her to go up and take a nap, for time for her to go to bed, just take her upstairs and she gets into her little sleep sack and you turn on the white noise and boom, she just her expectation is so high and she loves going up there, you know? So I think one of the things that can really help us is to, uh, is to have a good schedule and to, and to stick to it. And that can be difficult for a parent. I get that, but I think it's a, it's a great thing. It's a great self care thing. And the sooner that you start it, the easier I think it goes. I like what you said about being, um, well, what you both said about being present in the moment and acknowledging that, Maybe when the schedule has gone out the window or things are not going super great, mm -hmm. being present with yourself as well to say like, okay, this is not working for me. What is my next best move? <laughs> right. I'm um, and something I actually learned from you. Right. There were a couple moments when my kids were young when we'd be in the car and things would be kind of out of control, and I just pull the car over, and eventually they'd be like. <laughs> Why is the car stopped? <laughs> it would take a couple of minutes, but yeah. then, you know, the chaos went down and yeah. <laughs> quiet came up. And then I was like, all right, I think we can move on now. <laughs> yeah, I'll be glad to start rolling again as soon as it gets quiet in here. Yeah, that's good. Well, the other thing is, I think, uh, especially for, for parents, you know, we get to be such uh, multitaskers. You know, moms especially have so many things. Uh, that you have scheduled for the day and so many things that you're going to do. And our kids find ways to slow us down. And I think being able to just, you know, let go of the tasks, let go of the list sometimes and just like, okay, I'm just going to be in the present and I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to hang out here and, and read this story. It's the middle of the day and uh, this is what's going on and I'm going to be present with it. And it's just great being a parent and being here. And I think that's part of self-care too. And that's what you were, that's what you were talking about. Just authentically showing up as you are. Yeah. And slowing down for me as a preschool teacher and a mom is one of my biggest acts of self-care and also um, self-regulation or getting back to center when I slow down. Um, everything around me changes mm -hmm. and it's so important and crucial in the classroom because so many things can happen with 10 to 12 toddlers, right? The sound gets extreme, the movements are quick, the ideas are moving faster than we can grab a hold of. And what I notice is that often my body will start moving in the same tempo. And um, as soon as I realize, oh, I can actually, I can slow down right now. I can speak more slowly. I can listen more deeply. Everything changes. 
and I and the sounds are even different. A lot of the times people walk in a preschool classroom and they're astonished by the noise and how erratic it is. But when you slow down and you and you listen to the noise in its totality, it's actually quite beautiful. But it's when we're also moving fast that it starts to feel um, erratic. So slowing down changes everything and it's and it's always there. You can use it whenever you need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think it's important for parents to remember that they're really setting the example in the house. This is what a loving authority figure looks like, right? And I can slow down. I know that you're really upset right now and I get it and I'm willing to listen and we're going to just slow down here. And I think that being able to set ourselves into that and to not go off the edge uh, is an important thing. And I think bringing our focus to it, you know, letting go of our phone for a while and letting go of all the other things that are on our to-do list and really showing up uh, is an important part of it. And you get to see that in the classroom too all the time when kids come in and they're not in a good mood, something happened, your energy helps them relax. Yeah, and you're demonstrating a skill that you want your kids to learn, right? The skill of being able to slow down, yeah, take a breath, be in the moment. Yeah, mm -hmm. and a lot of it has more to do with what you do rather than what you say, you know, because we think, well, I need to explain to them what's going on. That's not really the most important thing. The most important thing is to do it and to follow through and to, uh, to be calm because that gives them the opportunity to see it and to feel it because they're all energy. You know, little people, they're reacting to our energy much more than to our words. You know, that nonverbal communication, especially in a room full of toddlers, is, uh, is everything, you know, so that's good. So uh, what's another thing that parents can do uh, if they're frazzled in the middle of the day to uh, slow themselves down a little bit? For me, I have a mantra. Okay. I have a mantra. And uh, it's not just mine. It's a family mantra. So my kids learned it. And it was uh, everything that happens today happens for highest and best. And life is good all the time. And we would do it as a call and repeat. So I could say it to myself anytime that I need to, but then we also say it when my kids would get out of the car, you know, for school or um, as we're heading off on vacation, we would invoke our mantra together, which is great, which is great. It, that sinks me into that place where you're really centered. And then eventually your kids are old enough that you could be, you know, in a space of maybe not feeling so great and feeling a little frazzled and they will give the mantra back to you. <laughs> Which is very cool. It's very cool and a little annoying, right. <laughs> but very cool mostly. Right. So give us that one more time. Give me that measure one more time. Everything that happens today happens for my highest and best. Life is good all the time. Yeah. Okay. That's great. That's great. You know, one of the things that you were just pointing towards, like um, going someplace, I think one of the things that parents struggle the most with in terms of taking care of themselves is transitions like taking their kids to school and dropping them off, picking them off at school, going to a play date or then leaving the play date. It, and I think that that's a place where it's important that we anticipate and get ourselves calmed down before we go. You know, I love the thing, would you like to go an hour and five minutes? You know, it's just about time to go. Would you like to go now or in five minutes? But then when it's actually time to go, it's we're leaving. You're not asking them anymore. And your expectation is that they're going to come with you and if they're upset about it, I know, I know, I just keep moving. But I think preparing for transitions and expecting them to go well is a really important part of it. 
Don't you think? I mean, you see a lot of kids getting dropped off. I do, and I um, I I guide a lot of transitions as well, and some go really well, and I always anticipate that they will go well because I truly trust children. And when they don't go well, I still trust what's happening. But one thing that happens is I sometimes make big mistakes when things go wrong during a transition, just like a kiddo. And what I find works very well for me, and especially when I ask parents to join me in this sort of honesty, I will say, you know, I I don't even like what I'm saying right now. I think I'm getting really out of sorts. So I'm just going to stop for a second. And I just stop. And then I'll go back and I'll say, so things got a little crazy. It's still time to go. Do you need any help getting your stuff? I'm here. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I got a little crazy. Um, Changes everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, empathy, human relationships, really being honest about your feelings. That's the the tool when things aren't going wrong. Mm -hmm. And, of course, always anticipating that they will go right. But that also takes acknowledging that when they're going a little wrong, they're still going right. Mm -hmm. They're still going right. And that's what keeps us together in those moments is recognizing it's okay if they go a little little awry. We still have it in us to get get back. Yeah, well, I think being honest is something that it, it takes us a while to get comfortable enough and confident enough as a parent to just be honest and say, you know, I'm not handling this really well, mm-hmm. so uh, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just slow down here for a minute, and we'll come back to it. You know, and that's that's a powerful thing for uh, for a kid to hear from a parent. It really is. You see a lot of transitions too. I do see a lot of transitions, and yeah, I agree. There's there's always a way to bring it back, yeah. but planning a little bit of you know just that little bit of extra time. Yeah. In order to really respect what a kid needs to get the transition done can help everybody. Yeah, I think, you know, I've always thought of it as the kids find a way to slow us down. Like when we're picking a kid up from school and like we've only got two minutes, they might need four minutes, you know, and and they're going to get it. And if we can slow ourselves down and just say, you know, would you like to put your toys away? Would you like to give your toy to your friend? Do you need to say goodbye to your teacher or just to slow down and to move into their world for a moment instead of trying to snap them into our world instantly? I think it's just a way of respecting where they are. You know, they're they're in their world. They've been in they've been in school for for some hours and they need some time to transition from it. So I think uh, I think one of the things that's great about being a parent of a young child, it gives us permission to slow down. And that's part of self-care, which is where you started. It gives us permission to uh, uh, be authentic and, and to show up with our kiddos. Cool. All right. Well, I want to thank you both for coming in and talking to me today about one of my favorite things in the whole world, taking care of kids and uh, being a parent because I think it's the most important job there is and uh, the best job there is too. So thank you, April. Thank you, Barry. Yeah, and thank you, Stacy, and thank you for all the work you do to uh, keep the world going good for kids. Thanks, all right. Barry. We'll see you next time.